0: Well, I don't know if that's bad news what you just told me. We don't have to reiterate that, because if we reiterate it, then it won't make the cut. But I think there's good news here that we're on our fourth episode, I think. Yeah, fourth and, episode. And we're today, we're actually recapping our first series, which is complete. Um, how do you feel about our first series, Ryan?
1: It's good to get it in the bag, get it you know, done and dusted and yeah, I think it's gone really well. You know, I think it's very top level. That whole first series is all about how to win with Google ads. And, you know, we taught and we wanted to kind of keep it very top level as in the first series, just for an easy level of people watching us and listening to us and hearing about what we do and our experiences. And I think that was the best way of best mode of entry really. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree, and today our episode is called How to Win with Google Ads Series Recap. So we're just going to basically recap what we've talked about in our first series as the first episode was the importance of running Google Ads. Second was time, money, and patience. And then the last in the series was where to start with Google Ads. And this is all under the umbrella of our first series how to win with Google ads. And like Ryan said, this is a very high arcing fundamental overview where we bring in a lot of our experiences and kind of introduce ourselves to y'all as your podcast host and provide credibility in the experiences that we've kind of drawn in the many years that we've had within Google ads and Google ads management. And a lot of this stuff makes sense to us doing it this way because one it's a series where a lot of it is chronological if you don't do things uh in google ads that are chronological or step by step or as ryan likes to say if you're running before you're crawling we have to kind of do things as a step-by-step process and we've laid the groundwork and i think we're moving into deeper waters in the next couple series which we'll get into later and we'll definitely be more specific If you're looking for more tips and best practices, the upcoming episodes definitely are going to be dense and very, very uh, detailed. So uh, yeah, you should definitely watch out and look forward to that. Ryan, what do you want to go over in the episodes that we've gone through before?
1: Yeah, I think it's just a good opportunity to kind of, as you say, recap the first four, first three episodes, you know, I keep thinking because we did the intro episode that that was an episode, but it was just a bit of a, hey, this is who we are episode. I think um, the importance of running Google Ads, the first episode we did, you know, just to kind of recap that. You know, for those who want a bit of a too long didn't watch type of thing, then you know, the 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 kind of recap, the top level thing is about advertising to be seen. You know, if you're not advertising, then somebody else is, you know, in your niche, in your local town or city or wherever it is. And, you know, if you're not running ads, then your competitor is, and they're winning the business over you, you know. So it makes sense to at least trial it you know and throw 10 dollars a day 10 pounds a day into Google ads and just see what happens you know it's easy to set up it's easy to get going and you know just start small and build out from there really like i mentioned in that first episode you only need one campaign you only need about 20 to 30 keywords um you know one ad ad group one ad copy and just see what happens and you know It is, it does take time. And if you have, and I'm kind of getting into time, money, patience, but I'll I'll get onto that. But you you do have to kind of allow it to go through the learning period, to go through the whole different phases of, you know, learning the bidding strategy, understanding, basically telling Google what you're trying to achieve, what your conversions are and things like that. So that's what the importance of running Google ads is all about. And, There's nowhere else where you can get that level of intent. You know, you look at things like Meta, you look at things like Instagram ads and, you know, even TikTok and other places like that. They're all great in their own right. But with Google, somebody's taking out their phone, somebody's on their laptop, and they're going to google.com or whatever it might be, google.co.uk, if you're, you know, the UK crowd, and they're looking for products and services near them you know, it could be a plumber near me, it could be gas engineer near me, it could be tree surgeon near me, it could be, you know, dentist near me, whatever it might be for the lead generation stuff. And then for the e-commerce side of things, people are looking to buy products. So there's no other, like, and because somebody is taking, physically taking out their phone to look for a product or a service, no other platform can really give you that. Facebook, I like to call, sorry, Meta, I like to call um interruption ads because you're not really on facebook looking to be advertised to you know you're looking to see what your friends are doing your family's doing things like that but with you know google you're going out of your way to take out your phone and look for a product or service there's no other platform that can give you that so i think that's why it's important to to run google ads gene what do you think about that
0: Yeah. You know, this, I was doing some Bing ads today um, for another client and I don't need to get into it, but it's a client that is in a different, you know, industry, very uh, specific to like household cleaning or, you know, um, let's just leave it like that. But there was one, I don't I know you won't know this rapper. Well maybe you maybe you would. Maybe you would. But there was this one keyword or search term that I'm going through because I'm doing Bing shopping ads. And it was a rapper's name. It said, I can I could tell you that the rapper his name is Pooh T. He's this rapper from Memphis. And this is a, a non-related uh, search term. For a very very niche like household you know item that you have for for families not even close to being a rapper and this was on Bing, you know so I'm saying that uh in a way because if you're looking elsewhere like Facebook, uh, Bing, I don't know what are, what other other ads. Uh, you're going to get weird search terms. It's not going to be effective. Maybe it will be for a little bit or a small portion of the niche, but you're not going to get that huge pie like you do with Google and advertising on Google. So to just kind of uh, fortify Ryan's point, you know, if you're not advertising on Google, we're laying the groundwork. Google is the place to be when you're doing any pay-per-click.
1: That's really good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing uh, that.
0: Of course. It was so random too. I put it on my story. I was thinking
1: that when you was, when you were saying that, I'm just like thinking, where's he going with this? Like, (laughs) yeah,
0: no, like, and it's, and for me, man, Bing ads is the craziest. um, This is one of the craziest places to advertise because they will give you search terms. And I know there are different search terms too on Google. That's like so irrelevant, but I think Google has perfected the platform, for PPC and I think it's the most efficient it's the most direct like Ryan says there's so the the intent is so high it's not an interruption ad it's an int- high intent search so just for you to be on Google guys just take take our word for it it's it's the move for sure for any client or any business owner
1: I'm thinking in the near future, we should probably do a full episode about Bing Bing ads, Microsoft ads, because I actually think, okay, it's not Google ads, but there's a similarity there and it does tie in. And there's actually been a couple of instances where I've set up Microsoft ads for a couple of my clients just because it fits the niche. It fits the business that they kind of, you know, work in. And I believe that their demographic is, you know, on, on, on Microsoft, uh, on Bing, on big search, sorry. Um, So what what do you think about that? Do you think we should do a Bing episode down the line? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we are the PPC cave. So even though we're very heavily biased for Google ads, yeah, like Ryan said, we're pay-per-click. Whatever uh, click, uh, you know, we're there, you know. So if it's Bing, if it's whatever, Ask Jeeves, whatever it is, we're we're definitely there. So I think we should definitely uh, go through that because there is a market for it, you know, and I don't want to negate something and then just, throw a blanket statement over all businesses that can't work on bank because it can, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know if you don't try it. So I think, I think that, that would be interesting for sure. Um, cool, But I yeah, know that. definitely. Um, And so is it my turn? Am I talking about where to start with Google ads or are you? Well, what was this? The second episode was time, money,
1: patience. So shall I just get my, yeah. Spiel out of the way and then you can kind of we- go and crack on with yours. So I could shut yeah, up. Yeah,
0: for sure. Sh- no, no, we'll <laughs> we'll definitely ping pong. I think I think the people out there that listen to us kinda like that back and forth. You know, we're back still providing forth? you yeah, we're still providing you information. Um, uh, but Ryan could go ahead and take time, money, patience, and I can kind of give my perspective on it as well.
1: Yeah, no, I like the idea. So Just to recap the second episode then, which was Time, Money, Patience, it's all about a long-term investment. You know, you can't expect to get rich overnight. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. And actually, when I email clients and I talk, you know, an onboarding email and I tell them, like, look, give it time. You know, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not going to happen overnight you know, you have to trust me as an advertiser, you have to trust the process. And over time, in the long run, you know, you'll start to see the fruits of labor really return in your favor, essentially. And that's why I always say to clients, give it 90 days. And that's not me, that's Google's own words. They say 90 days for a campaign to be fully dialed in performing at peak. Um, So it makes sense for that three month period, just to kind of give it at least three months. If you're a business owner who's just dipping their toe with Google ads, you don't really know where to start. As I mentioned, you know, just put something like 10 pounds a day, $10 a day, start small, you know, and then give it the three months, you know, and then after that, it's just scale from there. If you think it's kind of profitable for you. But the other thing is, you know, you can pull your hair out. And when I first got into Google, Google ads and pay-per-click PPC, I was in the account on a daily basis, constantly making changes for my clients. And this was like, well, I'm talking 2019, probably 2020. So not even my clients that I've got now, like when I worked agency side, I was in the account on a daily basis making changes and that's not healthy. That's not profitable because it's not optimal because you need to kind of make a change and let it set and just kind of let it learn let Google understand what you're trying to achieve. And then over time, maybe seven days, maybe 10 days at the very latest, I would say 14 days and make another change. For me, what I tell my clients is I like to go in every seven days and make a change. But the point is, is that you could be pulling your hair out. Well, this, this, you know, spending all this money, I'm not seeing a return, you know, two days in, you know, that's not the way to do it. What you need to do is really create a campaign if you're just getting started, 10 pounds a day, $10 a day, whatever it might be, 30 keywords, one ad group, one ad copy, and set and forget. Just go on with your daily life. You know, if you're a plumber or whatever it might be, just go and do a bunch of jobs that was already lined up. You know, if you're a uh, e-commerce online retailer, look at new products, look at promotions, you know, look at improving your website, look at your pricing structures, whatever it might be. Just kind of set and forget about it, you know, for the first month at least. And then once you have that 30 days worth of data, you can start to see an early inclination of, is it working for me? Is it not working for me? You know, and go from there. But ideally, you want to give in 90 days. So that was kind of what we talked about in Time, Money, Patience. Um, what do you think, Gene?
0: Yeah, I think the the big one that kind of caught me um, that you were just talking about was the changes in the frequency of changes. And it doesn't matter if you're a business owner trying to do Google ads in house, or it doesn't matter if you're working from, for somebody, um, or if you manage your own clients, the rule, the best practice stays the same where if you're overloading Google with all these different changes and forgetting the, I guess, patients perspective or patience portion of this episode that we're talking about in episode two, um, you know, you're, you're really hurting yourself. You you know, one, Google ads does not function that way. You can't make changes, multiple changes each day, you know, or, you know, each week, uh, and then expect to get the best results out of Google ads. Like Ryan said, you have to kind of let things marinate and you have to let Google acknowledge those changes that you've made. And a lot of that isn't instantaneous. A lot of it it will take sev- even several weeks for you to even start to see that the change that you made maybe a week ago is now impacting the account in either a positive or negative way. I think that's really important, uh, you know, and part of this whole podcast that we're doing is i've said before when you teach you learn twice and sometimes i forget that because i could be so excited about a particular account or campaign so ready to make these changes because i've already looked at a lot of the data previously and when i make a change or optimize or create a campaign whatever it may be and i don't see the results that i want i'm so quick to jump the gun and create another change or revert back but like I said, that's not how Google Ads works. And that'll never be how Google Ads works. That is probably one of the worst things that you could do uh, and not, you know, not wait and not have that patience as a Google Ads account manager. You have to, have to wait. You know, you have to wait. And some might ask, how long? How long do I wait? Typically, I would say seven to fourteen days is good. For me, if you really understand what you're doing, Sometimes I let it run for a whole month and I don't even touch it. You know, because I know this is going to work. It just depends on the time and it depends on uh you know, if I'm starting to see the signals go the right way that I'm looking for. You know, so what do you have any thoughts on that particular note, Ryan? Well,
1: I agree with everything that you said, especially about in some cases leaving it a little bit longer just to acquire that data. And I think a lot of people get confused that, you know, we're paying google for conversions but we're not we're paying google for data you know and i'm sure you'll probably touch up on on this in and, and you know maybe where to start with google ads or or whatever but i think it's important to remember that we're not paying google to get conversions we can't physically get conversions we can only drive people to the website you know um, through the ad copy through the keywords that we're bidding on it really comes down to, and we talked about this countless times, speed of service, reputation, you know, pricing, offering, you know, all those things that are outside our functionality that we can't control, you know, the website design and things like that, perception of brand, you know, so I think it's important to remember that, you know, we're not paying for the conversions, we're paying for data, and our job is to optimize that data. So I agree, there's sometimes where I've left it for a couple of extra weeks, and just done nothing for 30 days it sounds bad but the more data we have the better the long-term results can be essentially because it's more like you know we talked about this again about it being like the stock market you know if you're in the charts every day or every seven days then okay it's you know it is what it is but the more data you have the better it is to start making actionable decisions Based on the data you're seeing, you know, to optimize the results. So I thought that was really good. And the other thing that I really wanted to pick up on, which was just a bit of a, like a PS from you, I guess, like a side note was, you know, if you're not watching like this episode, at least I would say you are doing yourself a disservice because this is kind of recapping everything we've gone through in the first three seasons, uh, three episodes So I think it's important to, you know, go back and watch the episodes if you can. And if not, at the very least, make sure you're watching this one. It's probably not good me saying this now. I should have said that at the start.
0: No, But it's true. You do yourself a disservice. Absolutely. And this is like, if you remember you're in high school and you need to like read a book, you would just go on sparknotes.com or like a particular website that would have like a summation or summary of like what you actually were supposed to read. And yeah, there are some people that just want the cliff notes. And this is absolutely the cliff notes of the three episodes that that we did in this first series of how to win with Google ads. You know, so if anything, listen to this one and you're already ahead of the game but i do want to encourage that anyone is that anyone out there that is listening to us you're on the right track you're on the right track my friend that means you're dedicated you want to learn more about Google ads, you want to get more money, you want to get more success for your clients or the company organization that you work for, or even your own business. So I do want to commend y'all. If anyone is out there um, really avidly listening week to week, we always release on Mondays, YouTube, Apple podcasts, and Spotify. And this is a good way for you to learn. So to recap on my end, the third episode of the how to win with google ads series we talked about where to start with google ads and ryan and and i mentioned this earlier this is a very overarching high level perspective because google ads in its in its nature is very confusing and there's so many different intricate uh caveats and details and nuances that it, it it doesn't apply you know there are a lot of things that we could talk and talk in detail about but it doesn't really give all the answers because one we don't know your business and we we don't know your ad spend there's a lot there's too many variables so for us to kind of uh keep things simple and start with where to and begin to talk about where to start with google ads we're giving a very you know simple overarching perspective but the very first one that's universal it doesn't matter if you're e-commerce or lead gen is making sure that you define success within your google ads campaign what does that mean you know well the biggest a success definer is what are you deeming as your primary action conversion what is that is that a purchase is it a a sign in is it like we said before is it just brand awareness um but if it's purchase for e-commerce i think that you need to have one primary action and a purchase on your website is the primary action uh for e-commerce and for lead gen, ryan could talk about that more here in a little bit but it, it might look different as a sign up or an opt-in, but defining that is really important because if you don't define it, then you don't really have that North Star guiding you to what success looks like. Google Ads is gonna give you all sorts of crazy stuff. You're, you know, it's gonna be a hodgepodge of different search terms, hodgepodge of, you know, volatility up and down with maybe even search impression share, impressions in general, clicks, you know, you're gonna be all over the place. So Google Ads is also really about understanding how to uh, organize things, you know. So you can definitely save yourself from a huge headache down the road by defining what a conversion is or what success looks like on your end. Um, And next, we talk about bestsellers and packages. If you don't know where to start, you're making a, a new Google Ads account. And you're starting with a new campaign uh, for e-commerce. Make sure that you're looking at your data that you've had before. If you have any best sellers or any items or product pages that stick out, you know, gets a lot of even a lot of traffic, even might not even get a lot of conversions yet, but it gets a lot of traffic, you know, start, start there, start with the data that you have. And Ryan could. Talk about this again later. Um, for Legion, start with your best packages. You know, whatever best service or best package you've known uh, has gotten you reviews elsewhere before, or you know, has good feedback because you've definitely done a lot of those before. Start there, you know, and also keeping it simple. It's it's huge because in the beginning. There's a lot of uh, shiny things that I feel like Google ads managers or people just, you know, creating new campaigns that may not know any better, want to explore. They want to have all these different campaigns, maybe like two or three or four, or all these ad groups, you know, but at the end of the day, there's a systematic way of doing this. There's a really easy process of doing it, doing this, and getting that understanding of just staying basic staying simple having maybe one or two campaigns for e-commerce i like to do one search campaign and one PMAX or shopping campaign just run that alongside each other and kind of go through the data after a couple of months or so uh three months minimally and then start to make changes off of that so keep it data driven keep it simple that's kind of like uh basically the high level of where to start with google ads that episode was about any thoughts on that one, Ryan?
1: I was just going to throw my like hat in the ring there and just kind of go through the lead generation equivalent of what you Let's talked do it. about.
0: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: you know, because you mentioned, obviously, for, you know, conversion settings, having that kind of pr- primary... <laughs> Purchase conversion setting is key to understand and define success. And not only that, you know, I think it's also an indicator for Google, like a signal, because if Google understands, okay, well, this is what a conversion looks like for this business, let me go and get more of that. You know, I think something like, I was going to say maximize conversions. I don't want to get too complicated for people just kind of watching, but basically, you know, something like maximize conversions, which is a bidding strategy inside Google Ads, As it says on the tin, you're maximizing the number of conversions you can get um, for your budget. The way that that works is by looking at who has historically converted through your campaigns in terms of profiles of people, what their browsing habits are, what their search habits are, what kind of demographic they're in and things like that. And then, you know, using that data to say, right, well, profiles A, B, and C all converted. So then, and because profiles um, X, Y, and Z are the same, in theory, X, Y, and Z should also convert because A, B, C did. And they share the same browsing habits, the same kind of personalities or whatever it might be. And that's how um, maximized conversions work. And the point is, is that having that, like, conversion action set up inside your account, whether it's purchases, whether it's lead forms or calls or whatever it might be, Google's using that as a signal to say, right, this is what a conversion looks like for this business. Let me go and find more. So that's why I think it's really key to understand having that conversion action in the account set up, ready to go so that you can define success, but also scale and get more conversions based on what's historically converted. So as I mentioned there, for lead generation, it is contact forms. It is phone calls. It's click to email, click to call, things like that. Um, obviously, for e-commerce, pretty much purchases only, I would say. Um, you can kind of keep an eye on add to carts and begin checkouts, right? But I would say keep an eye on them like a micro conversion action rather than the main one. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, yeah, bestsellers and packages. So for e-commerce, yeah, best sellers, high margin, that's all good in terms of online retail and e-commerce but for lead generation, you know, we don't really have products to sell. So what I say to a lot of clients is just go with your bread and butter packet, uh bread and butter services. You know, if you're really good at, you know, uh, teeth whitening or, in, is it Invisalign? What do you Invisalign. guys- Yeah, yeah I Invisalign. had Invisalign. I
0: had Invisalign, yeah. You did? Uh-huh.
1: That looks really good.
0: Thanks, buddy. I'm British,
1: so I've got horrible teeth, so we're not gonna see that, but <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. Focus on what your best uh, services are, your bread and butter, where you get the most revenue from or what converts really well. If it is Invisalign, for example, if it is whitening teeth or, you know, like dentures, then focus on those. Put those at the forefront and put that money into those. And then once you see it kind of gaining momentum and starting to convert, that's when you can start to add in your other services. That might not be as popular as your main ones, but you still want to push out there and get more people in. Um, so that's all I was going to say on that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with all this being said, we're now looking forward to our next series, which will always air, you know, on Mondays, uh, like I said, 12 AM, Spotify, Apple podcast, YouTube. And, you know, I just want to shout out Ryan real quick. Ryan has been doing reels, shorts, and TikToks. You know, little bite-sized pieces of our very dense podcast so that, you know, you guys can engage and take a look and see. And hopefully, if you like what he's posting, you know, engage with it and go back to the main YouTube channel and watch the whole thing. This is nothing but just learning and education, education and growth. And i think that's kind of kind of what makes you know our lives i feel like uh worth it each day is we're learning to grow learning to be better and if there's any uh you know uh, i guess things that we could do better you could always let us know at the at gmail.com but as the next season teaser we will be talking about which google ads campaigns should i run and now we're getting into the meat and potatoes, where we're really diving deep and going through a lot of the things and a lot of the questions that even to this day me and Ryan have questions about. You know, what is what you know what is the best campaign, Google Ads campaign, uh, that I could run for this particular client? Or for this particular business, and we'll be able to kind of shuffle through uh, different perspectives and different lenses. If you're a business owner, I know we have business owners out there that are listening right now, or might be listening in the future, because this is evergreen content, and they'll be like, "Wow, I need to figure out Google Ads. I need to figure out uh, how to do you know this by myself." And you know, some business owners have the capacity to do that you know, to uh, run it themselves. And we'll be able to focus on what Google Ads campaigns a business owner can run. And then, you know, what Google Ads campaigns works best for your clients. If you're working from somebody or a particular organization or company, or if you have like me and Ryan, multiple clients on your roster, what type of campaigns work best? And we'll be talking through these things, not only from Google Ads, Best practices, but also from our own experiences, and then we'll also talk about campaign types. And this is where you might see a little bit of a clash of the titans between me and Ryan, um, in a good way, you know, because campaign types, as y'all know, has kind of been shook up, especially in 2023 and the addition of Performance Max. I can tell you right now, I I do use both. I've talked about this in episode two or three, I forgot. I do use both uh, shopping and performance max campaign, but if I was to put a percentage of performance max campaigns that I run compared to shopping, um, you'll have to find out in the next episode, that percentage, a uh, little teaser there. Uh, any thoughts on these new, uh, series that we're gonna, uh, give to the people in the upcoming weeks, Ryan.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to deep diving into those, in all honesty. Um, figuring out what that percentage is as well will be really good to know. But yeah, I, I think this is where we're going to start bickering a little bit, like an old married couple, because I know you're very keen on certain campaign types, such as Performance Max. <coughs> Whereas, obviously, for me, I don't mind Performance Max by any means, but I, I am more of the manual kind of guy, the standard shopping. So, you know, we can kind of get into that in the um in the next series which i'm really looking forward to but
0: i also want to tease this um oh so so we are so looking forward we will be talking about campaign types and i know ryan just mentioned you know he loves the manual and i have kind of drifted across from the manual side of things to more of like the black box of google um but the one thing that i do have to say is for me, I, for me, I feel like I still have, I don't want to give percentage, but I still have some uh, stock in shopping and some a lot in performance, performance max because of just the data. You know, the data that Google has accumulated and we could get into that more, you know. So I I think it'll be a really, really good, like I said, Clash of the Titans to kind of get uh, Ryan's side and my side. I, I'm getting too excited. I think I'm trying to jump the gun here. I <laughs> didn't know where I was going there. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to jump the gun. I want you guys to be excited with what we're going to um, teach or, you know, educate from our experience, you know, here on the uh I almost forgot the PPC cave podcast. Um, You know, so you just have to keep listening and watch out for that.
1: Yeah. I think that's pretty much a wrap though on the first series, right? So, you know, thank you for watching, you know, the first series of the PPC cave. We're very excited about launching the second series. So make sure you stay tuned to watch that. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up right now so you can find me at RyanFentonPPC.co.uk, and I'm also on Twitter at Ryan PPC. And Gene, where can people find you?
0: Genevillanos.com. Let me spell it for them. So it has G-E-N-E-V-I-L-L A-N-O-Z.com, Jeanvillanoes.com.
1: Gene Aren't you on what about Instagram? Like you do some stuff on Instagram, maybe TikTok, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And jeanvillanos.com has my socials, but I am Villanos on X, aka Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Cool.
1: I just want to make sure you get them all in and there. And YouTube. Sorry. And YouTube. <laughs> that's all good. But yeah, that's it for us from the PPC Cave Season 1 in the bags. We look forward to seeing you in Series 2 talking all about um, which Google Ads campaign should I everyone. Uh, thanks for watching.